want to welcome everybody. If you'll get your, grab your seats. Well, don't grab them. Sit in your seats. Don't take them anywhere. Betty was talking about the word of holy, 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 holy in his creation and all that he does. I don't know if anybody follows the space industry, but uh, they've got a telescope up now that went up in 2022 called James Webb. You want to see God's creation. Type in Google, not now. <laughs> and it's better if you can do it on your TV because it's larger. But type in uh, James Webb telescope pictures, you'll be blown away at God's creation. They're even at the place now where they're realizing the Big Bang Theory is a waste of even talking about. Because it's, it, and the, the, what's out there is almost like, are you kidding me? And that's, we're talking thousands of light years away. But God says, let there be light. He didn't say, let there be light part time. He didn't say, let there be light and stop. So it's continually expanding. And they think they can get to the end of it there. <laughs> you know, they even said, when, they even had early on when the telescope first went up, they said, well, this is the farthest away solar system. Well, that, they've passed that, and it's like, are you kidding me? It's even getting crazier than it was. So, uh, punch into that, and you'll see, holy, holy, holy. Uh, to think that, to think that we can can run this. To think that we're, you know, if you're a control freak, you better get over it. Because number one, God will bring you down in that because you are not in control. He is. You know, it's so awesome that He can give us the technology and the way to see what's out there but we're going to be talking about rapture again but we're going to get within a twinkling of an eye we're going to be gone we're not going to get on a rocket ship and go through the gravity and go through the atmosphere and float around we're, we're going to be with him that quick and to add that up Everybody that believed before us is going to be right ahead of us. And to me, that's even a bigger miracle to think that he's going to take people that died, that got destroyed, the people that got cremated, the, the list goes on and on. But he's going to pull that all together. And you say, well, how can you? Because he's God. He's not us. And when we think that we know what's going on, that's the, the telescope, the James Webb telescope is just showing these scientists and all the people that think they can figure this out, you're not going to figure this out unless you go to the Bible, and then it's pretty easy. I created this, let there be light, and there was. And it goes on and on. That's like our bodies, for example. Doc said one time, the longer he's been in this, the more he recognized how one little thing being off can throw everything off. But only God can create that. I didn't come from a frog. I didn't come from an ape. You all may have. But I, I don't believe that. But we're going to get raptured out. I've been talking about this for our three or four services. And, and, and I'm going to be going over because that's, that's how we learn. But rapture is a catching away. The word itself is not in the Bible. But there's many, many, many examples of it taking place. But what's going to happen is, in the twinkling of an eye, we're going to be gone. It could happen as I'm speaking today. It could happen any time. And I'll, I'll get into that. It can only happen now. It couldn't happen before. 
now is when it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And we're going, most of us here are going to be gone in rapture. We're going to absolutely, we're not going to have any aches, any pains, any heartaches, any emotions. You know, I, I read a book once, and I cannot think, I can't remember the name of it, but it talked about when we get, when we get raptured, when we get to heaven, how everything is going to be so different because we look at people, we look at situations in what we know about them and what we've judged about them and what we've... But when you get there, everything's going to be through the eyes of love. So you're not going to see... You're not going to see any of those things that, that gives you an idea how they are. You're going to see the love that they've got with the love. It's going to be so different. And seeing everything is going to be different because you look at everything differently. I'll never forget. You all remember Max Gober that was here one time? And he was a big old guy and just mean as a bullet before he got saved. And he was talking about how he seen, once he got saved, he seen little ants. Instead of squashing them, he just was amazed. Well, that's kind of how we're going to be, bam, that quick. And then we'll, we'll get into it later, but once we're gone, then the Antichrist gets turned loose, and he can't come before we leave. We're the restrainers. We're the ones that's holding everything back. We're the ones that, I was talking to Lisa this morning, we're the ones that, that is binding those spirits. When we're gone, that's not there anymore. But we're going to be in a place where we've got a new body, new conditions, new everything, and it's beyond what we can even imagine because it's called heaven. But we're taught, I've been taught so long and, and that we'll never know when it's going to happen. I, we will not know the minute, the second, that it's going to happen because it's going to come like a thief. Uh, Paul, 1 Thessalonians 5, 4 says, but you aren't in dark, you aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. That quick, it's going to happen. But we're going to sense it, and we're going to know it, and we're going to see Don't you know now? Look how crazy things are. But yet at the same time, where grace abounds, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. And, and that's an area that we, we all are falling so short of we do not have a handle on grace. We've heard about grace. We think we know grace. But listen, folks, you talk about a holy God. We're in the midst of the greatest time ever in history in that area of grace. We're at that place. And, you know, and what even makes it better, because we're in that area of grace, the qualifications to go are so small, it's ridiculous. Back in the old covenants, back in the old times, you had to work to even be accepted. You had to sacrifice. You, the list went on and on. But the Bible tells us plainly in 1 Thessalonians 4.14, Since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back those who have died. In other words, if you believe, you're going. It didn't say no condition whatsoever, and, that's, and we'll get into that a little bit more. I mean, it's a mind blower to think about because of Jesus, it's all taken care of, every bit of it. But only those that believe are going to get raptured. 
those that believe and know that he died and rose again is going to get raptured. Anybody that just believes in God, anybody that thinks God's just a good God, anybody that goes to church just as a ritual, like Betty said, it's a relationship. It's, a, it's an ongoing, talking, spending time with him and experience with him, ongoing, ongoing, every day, not just when you come to church, not when you say your prayers, not when you say grace at the table. That's all part of it. But it's all of the time. I don't care what you're doing, what you're saying. He should always, what, what is this? You're always on my mind. That song come up just then. You're always on my mind. Well, who is? Well, he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be number one. Everybody else is under him, by the way. He's holy. Holy, holy, holy. <laughs> holy, holy, holy. I like how you did that. Because, man, when you get a handle on that. But he did everything for us at the cross. He died. For us everything's covered we've been put in right standing but we're going to get caught away we're going to we're going to we're going to you know there in the bible there's many dispensations well what's a dispensation that's a, that's a big word for some dispensation the divine ordering of the affairs of the world an appointment or arrangement or favor as by god in other words a dispensation in the life of man is designed and set in place by God during that time. And I, I want to I'm not going to name them off. I'm just going to walk through some of the stuff that went on. See, he has a plan for us. In Ephesians 7 through 10, in the Passion Bible, it says that all things are new, basically. And God will gather all things together in the fulfillment of Christ. That's what's in Ephesians in that area. He has you on his mind all of the time. But what's exciting about it is he had you on, your, on his mind back before any of this even took place. You say, well, how can he do that? I can go back to what Betty said. Holy, 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 only him. And when we think we can come to the place of being there, uh, it's not going to happen. Let me read in the Passion, in Ephesians that particular set of scripture, 7 through 10, it says, So we now are joined to Christ. We have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. This superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And through the revelation of the anointed one, he unveils his secret desires to us, the hidden mysteries of his long-range plans. He's got a plan for you. And it goes on and says, which he was delighted to implement from the very beginning of time. And because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all the ages. Finally reaches a climax when God makes all things new in the heaven and earth and through Jesus Christ. He has a plan for us. But now listen. I just brought up these dispensations. There is no time. That he could have took you off the earth. Than right now. No time. You say well he's God. He can do what he wants. Yes but he has laws in his own. And he cannot take a sinner. He cannot take someone that's trying to make it. He cannot take. Let, let's just back up. Adam and Eve. What'd they do? 
They blew it. Man blew it, basically. Yes, the woman made the first mistake. And I, I like to throw that out, women. <laughs> but it was because the man wasn't doing his job, so let's back up. But that, that was a dispensation. Then, after that, you went through the area, uh, area of, of all that went on, all the corruption that took place, and all the violence that went on when man now had that sin nature. And man now is trying to run things. And man now thinks he's in control. And it, and it was total chaos. So what happened? The flood. The flood came. And why did the flood come? He didn't do that to to kill off everybody. He had to kill off everybody so that wouldn't continue on. But what happened? The man in the boat was told to replenish the earth. Well, he did. And everything went well. But what happened? Man got in charge again and then man built the Tower of Babel. I can reach heaven. I can do it myself. Sometimes I think we're all getting there again. But what happened? See, God couldn't have took the group after Adam and Eve. They were corrupt. They were sinful. They had the sin nature. Well, you say, well, what about, what about the next group? He killed everybody off, and he's going to start over. Yes, he did, but that sin nature was still there, and look what they did. And then, then we get to the place of, of, of the, the Jewish people taken out of Egypt, all those years of bondage. What did they do? They rebelled all the way. I mean, he took them through dry land across the sea, kept the water off of them, and they got on the other side and they complained. Then they complained because they didn't have the right food. They got tired of manna, so he gave them quail. I mean, the, the list goes, study it. It's, it's wild how man messes everything up. And then we go through the law. All the years that the law was going on, what happened to the law? It was Ten Commandments, but they made it how many? And they made it, and the reason was God knew, and he wanted to show you and I, you can't live under law. That's why it's so, that's why it's so important how we present the gospel. We don't present it like you have to do this and you have to do that, and if you're going to be a good Christian, you live this way and you live this. That's putting you under law, and you won't be able to accomplish it. He just wants you to recognize the relationship and live from the... He wants you to live from the inside, the spirit, not the soul. He wants you to know so much of who you are in Christ. He wants you to know so much of who he is inside that you draw from that. and not It's not a behavioral change. I can't, I can't, I can't tell you the right things to do, right things to do. That's a behavioral change. I've got to tell you who you are in Christ. And that's the state we're in now. We're in a place of grace. We're in a place of what God's doing in our lives. The Ten Commandments were great. Thou shalt not. But if, if you learn love, you don't do any of the rest of it. If you learn how much he loves you, you don't want to do anything to offend him. You all with me? Now. Now we are in a dispensation of grace. Now he can take us. Well, well, I'm still a man. I'm still a woman. I still, I still make mistakes. Not in God's eyes. Now, some people throw things at me, but according to the word, because Jesus died for everything, every sin, every wrong, 
every, everything. God is looking through different glasses at you and I. It doesn't make sense to me, but it's not supposed to make sense to me. See, everything's by faith. I heard a lady say the other day, and I just thought it was so good. If you're praying for rain, take an umbrella. How simple. All right. Well, well you mean that Jesus died and shed his blood, and by him dying and raising again, then I am righteous? Right standing in God, I am, I, in God's eyes, I'm perfect. In God's eyes, I'm doing nothing wrong. Yes, by faith. But that's the only way you're going to go. Anything that's not faith is say a sin. So it's so simple, it's ridiculous. But at the same time, why are we trying to make people change? Let them be. You say, well, you, you mean I can do what I want? No, no, you won't want to do it when you find out who you are. You won't want to do it when you find out how holy he really is. And, and all of this has to be by revelation individually. I can't make you do anything. I can only tell you the goodness of God. I can only tell you that according to Scripture, he made me right standing. According to Scripture, now... Because in God's eyes, he has a bride that is spotless. Because that's what he has to have according to Scripture. And I don't have time to pull all that up. But it says that he, he's after a bride that is spotless. And I've always thought, well, there's no way. If I'm doing something wrong, when it's rapture, I'm going to get left behind. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You're going. Whether you like it or not. You say, well, I got things I want to do. Give me a break. <laughs> I've got a, I got a new bucket list. At 72, I have a new bucket list. It's in heaven. I would love to go back and rock climb again. I love that when you could hang on with your fingers and your toes. When I was young enough, I could do that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you watch me climb those verticals and upside down. But I can do that in heaven because I'm not going to die. I'm not going to fall and get hurt. I've always wanted to jump out of a plane with a parachute. But I'm not going to do it now. I mean, I could, but there's faith and there's foolishness. Y'all following me? See, he's got this. We've just got to recognize it's not our, our job is only to plant the seed of what's in us, not what's in our mind. I don't want to change my, I don't want me to change my behavior because me changing my behavior always goes back to the old. You know, another thing I want to throw in here, now that we're in the mode of grace, he's not, God is not sending anybody to hell. Don't throw things at me. That's on default. That's automatic. If you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't believe he died and rose again, then by by default, they call it on a computer, it instantly, you're, you're going to hell. It's not because how bad you are, how good you are. If Hitler accidentally, and we don't want him to have because that's our selfish motives, 
if, if he repented and got born again right before he died, he'll be in heaven. He said, well, that's no way. Look at all the stuff he did. Look at all the stuff you did. According to the old covenant, if you have one thought, you're done. But not, not now. We're in grace. So now he can take us. And then we can back up and recognize how bad the world's getting. Anybody notice that? Or is it just us older folks that things seem to be going faster? Mark back here, we, we used to, they used to, we used to sit, you know, you sit around and talk. We were doing it last night with some people. You sit around and talk, and it's so easy because of the way the world is. You start talking about the woes and the problems and all that stuff, and you start getting depressed. Well, at, we were at Mark's house, and, and he said, let's just go to the garage. And everybody's like, what? Well, it was a joke that I didn't know about. He he'd got a little bit depressed and was jokingly saying, I'm going to go out and start the truck and let it run and go in the garage and just die. So, so that become the joke of, of the Coleman's and the... Well, last night I even said it with the group. We, we were talking about the heaviness. Steve was there and Greg was there and their wives and we were talking about just the heaviness of times and I said, hey, let's just go to the garage. <laughs> but see, that's where we go when we start using this thing right here. We've got to follow what... I am the righteousness of Christ. I am a new creature. I'm not the old guy. I do have the mind of Christ. I do have everything I need. If I'm praying for rain, I'm taking an umbrella. And I know that God's got everything. But we've got to change. We've got to, we've got to let this get renewed by what's in us, not by knowledge, by the Spirit, by, the, by what the Word says, who you are. That's why the most important thing any teacher in this place could teach the young people in our youth department is who you are in Christ. And get a hold of that to the place where they want to be. They're not made to be. They want to be. Everybody here messes up. But right now is the time for rapture because he's got us where he... We are perfect. You say, well, Pastor, you can't say that. I'm not. You're not as a person. We have that sin nature we fight all the time. But according to the word, when I believed in Jesus Christ, that sin nature was put away. It's my old habits. It's my old mind. It's my old way of thinking. It's my, it's my constant watching the news. It's my constant seeing the problems. It's my recognizing the scripture says in Timothy that when we become lovers of self, everybody here is more of a lover of self than they need to be. I include it. But we've got to come to a place of recognizing. You know what? To add to that, and, and I'm going to make things short. To add to that... We're not going out a poor, broke-down church. Not according to Scripture. It's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, I've got Colossians marked down, and I read this. I, I want to read this and, and continue in that for just a second. Colossians 2, verse 11. This is where we are and who we are. Through our union with him, we have experienced circumcision of the heart. All, listen to this. All of the guilt and power of sin has been cut away and now extinct because of what Christ, the anointed one, has accomplished for us. For we've been buried with him into the death 
Our baptism into death also means we are raised with him when we believe in God's resurrection power, the power that raised him from death's realm. This realm of death describes our former state for who were held inside sin's grasp. But now we've been resurrected out of the realm of death, never to return, for we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sins." Now is when he can take you out of here. Any moment. This whole dispensation of grace, he could have grabbed us. But yet he knew all the stuff that had to take place. And he knew where the world was coming. And he knew at the very end the Antichrist was going to come on the scene. But he can't come on the scene until we're gone. I don't want to be here after that. I'm not going to be here after that. I got my umbrella. But we've got to recognize that he's got this whole picture and he's taking care of this whole picture and, and he knows this whole picture. But we're going out. I really believe, and I, I've been stating this for a while, I really believe we're going to start seeing signs and wonders like we've never seen before. Now, during the charismatic move, we started seeing a lot of healings, a lot of manifestations of his spirit, a lot of, a, a lot of things. Even the beginning of this church, it was that way more than it is now. You say, well, what happened to the church? Partially, we've, we've backed off from, we've got used to the anointing. Partially. But the fact is, it's not going to be up to us. It's going to start happening to everybody, not just here at the church. You're going to start saying things that's going to manifest. You're going to start praying for people and you're going to see the change. You're going to start seeing people delivered. You're going to start seeing. Why? Because that's how, that's the fruit that he has developed. Do you think he's going to put it under a basket? Right before we leave? That seed going to be planted in those unbelievers. Do you remember when that church at Grace was going on and they were getting people, people were just getting delivered, people were getting healed, people were getting saved, lives were changed. Do you remember that? Yeah, that, that, that was a fruit that's going to come forth. It's coming. So when we start seeing that, we're going to start recognizing how close and we're not going to be surprised. Look what's going on. Boom. And then they're developing the thing now Congress is talking about the aliens. Everybody's talking about this and talking about outer space and the James Webb web that's, that's adding to it. All that adding, and when we're gone, an alien got you. And that may not be, but it could be. But listen to what it says in, in the New King James in James 5, 7, and 8. And you could, it says, Be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Talking about rapture. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. What fruit? The manifestation of what the Holy Spirit's doing in each one of our lives. The manifestation, it's going to happen. But it's, all, it's already started. It's already moving. God's moving in different places. God's, God's moving in our lives. I mean, think about your own life what he's done for us. Look, about, look at the technology that God has developed that is for the good things. Now, there's bad out there. We're in a crazy world. But there's also a lot of good stuff going on. Doc could tell you, there, there's more knowing now than there's ever been of the human body. There's, no, there's more fixing now. I mean, folks, we'd all probably be dead if it wasn't for the technology that the doctors have been given to use. 
but God knows what he's doing, and God, God's got this whole thing. But I just wanted you to, to, to recognize, if somebody says, what is this rapture stuff? Well, we're in the dispensation, or we're in the time. We're in God's hands of when it's going to happen right now. You can use that to say, where are you going? I'm going to try, I'm going to, I know God's going to use me today. I'm going to talk to a young man that, that fell through his ceiling and broke seven ribs and just been locked at home by himself. And I know that I know as I go see him today that God's going to say something that's going to change his life. Why? Nothing in here. It's what's in here. It's that already knowing. Well, it's the same thing with rapture, folks. All you've got to do is recognize what is going on in your life and what God's doing to meet the needs of what needs to go on, it's because God's in charge of everybody that's in this room and everybody that's by internet. He is in charge. He knows what's, he, he's got you. Relax. Quit trying to run it yourself. Back off and just let God run it. It makes life a whole lot easier. I just, I've got to the place where it's just like, ah, I let, I let my mind go crazy two nights ago. And I slept maybe two hours. And I thought, yesterday during the day, I thought, how stupid. I did it to myself. I'm not in charge of my health. I'm not in charge of this church. I'm not in charge of my relationship. I'm not in charge of any of it. What did Jesus say? I'm going to close. Guys, come on up. What did Jesus say? I do nothing except for what he tells me. Well, I prayed about it. Yes. But we've got to listen to see what he says. And we've got to do what he says. And we've got to follow his lead. And know that, folks, rapture has been talked about for years and years and years. Paul, all of them, well, Thessalonians, that's who he was writing to in Thessalonica. They thought it already happened. And he said, no, 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 no. You get to go too. Just be cool. Well, same with you all. You're going to go. Whatever your age is, all you got to do is believe. You know, if you're here and you haven't asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, if you haven't recognized that he died for you, don't leave until you just say, I believe that you died for me and rose again. And then you're, you're, good, you're good to go. And then the spirit of man inside you, that, that spirit of God inside you, is going to change you from the inside out. Father, we thank you. You've got the whole matter. You've got every situation. You've got every circumstance. You've got every one of our lives. Whether we come, whether we go, we know for a fact we're going with you. Our body may die before rapture, rapture may come before that happens but either way we have a guarantee by the Holy Spirit that we're going to be with you and in that guarantee Father we are guaranteed as we pray and lift up the name of Jesus that you're going to take care of us in Jesus name Amen let's stand and go out with song
when death will be no more standing face to face with he who died and rose again holy holy is the
call you blessed. You are dismissed. We'll be up front if you need prayer for anything at all.